Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Our number two coming your way right now. We have the winning head coach of the Miami Dolphins, Mike McDaniel. Let's go ahead and throw it to coach. When you get into games where, where the opponent kind of has um, a rush of success, a lot of times um, you can feel it on the other side of the ball and you start pressing. Um, and I think that's what was happening in the first half of the Baltimore game um, and never felt that this game. You know, the, the, we're starting to learn as a team um, that momentum swings happen um, and to have faith in each other uh, and play complimentary football when we when we can so um, I was happy about that I was happy about um, you know they were uh, they were triggering up front the front seven played very hard and I thought we blocked pretty well um, I was happy about that growth and um, I was very happy with the way the quarterback played and the decisions that he made um, just uh, playing with himself and making plays when they were there. I didn't say, uh, I, you know, I, sometimes the best things that you can say are to say nothing. Um, he's trying to hold on to the ball. Um, you know that he is. It's his first, um, it might have been one of his first snaps. Um, and, and so you know that that hits a guy hard. Sometimes uh, what you choose not to say um, can let him know that we're not wavering, that we have belief in him, which we do. So um, I didn't say anything um, uh, strategically because uh, I, I knew he was trying his best. He had he tucked it and was trying to make a play, um, and sometimes the ball comes out, something I think he'll learn from moving forward. Exactly. No, there, yeah, there's, um, there's subtle adjustments, and there's also um, guys making plays. Uh, the pass rush got... Uh, the pass rush uh, got involved a little bit more in the second half. Um, we got some stops, but really, it's a you know it's one of those things where 
if you get guys to keep playing, you can you can survive a a, a barrage of jabs, um, you know, to the chin. Uh, keep your keep your head down, and just keep chopping wood, um, and eventually, you know, our our style of play will come out. So um, there was there was some adjustments, yes, but more than anything. Uh, you know, we have a lot of prideful guys on that side of the ball, um, players and coaches included, and um, they uh, they projected their uh, frustration in the appropriate manner. Um, no, there's there. Uh, you know, a lot goes into their production. They work their tail off. They know how much they mean to this team, but it's also a collection of individuals um, working with them um, to, you know, every person on our team knows that they can score on every touch. So the stuff that we have to do um, up front, some of the stuff that uh, the other eligibles have to do, um, it is a full commitment for their success because they are so dangerous with the ball in their hands. It's something we try to play to, um, but is a full commitment by all players on the offense. And, uh, you know, they, they get excited when their stats are high because they know how much they've contributed to that. Um, and we had a bunch of, uh, you know, key plays from uh, Mike Isecki, Trent Sherfield, um, you know, Raheem Mostert, um, and then you know, the the play that Tua uh, um, had today, that that's a if we can get that every week, that's a winning formula. That's that is t- tough to stop. Don't um, don't uh, will be um, you know that's our our process that we're getting pretty used to, aren't we? Um, where we'll figure it out on Monday. Um, but he was he was playing real well, so that was disappointing um, for sure. And uh, heart goes out to him. But um, we'll we'll be getting some information back tomorrow as to the the severity of that. Yeah. Yeah, I think there was eight declined in the first half. Well, there's certain controllables, and the ones that really irritate me, we knew coming into the game um, that that this uh, that there has we have to be um, mindful of our pre-snap alignment, just knowing that um, you know we've been uh, you know people are looking to to throw penalties on that. Um, I think around the league in general. And so we went in making that a point, and it didn't get done. Um, those one, those type of things are controllable. Um, then you look at, you know, what, where, and what type of penalties are happening. Um, you know, same thing that we did. I think uh, was the Minnesota game. We had a ton, and we were, we were able to tighten it up against Pittsburgh. Um, you know, you just have to make a point of emphasis. Uh, take each penalty individually and coach off of it so that we can um, improve and not um, put ourselves 
in such tough spots on both sides of the ball um, unnecessarily. Um, this uh, this particular game, are you saying he said that to, um, yeah, there's, you know, um, we've been doing a better job with that, just me, me personally, I've done a better job of getting the play calls in um, sooner so that if there's any hiccups, um, that isn't the case. Uh, uh, this game, I think there was, um, there was a couple instances where I didn't get it in fast enough, so there's not time to repeat it, um, but I thought... Tua did a really good job of knowing the game plan um, and piecing the stuff together because we didn't have, I, don't, I, I can't remember a um, situation where we had a, uh, an issue with running the correct play, but um, there was a couple stressful situations and I, uh, that was happening at the beginning of the year. Um, and so, you know, that's on me to make sure that that's completely minimized so the players have time to absorb the play call. Now that, that, my friends, is a good question. That's exactly what it is. I don't think you win this game if you don't go through stuff. And that's why I, I, I believe and I think our team believes at this point that there's no such thing as, like, um, adversity more that it's opportunity to learn from a situation so that you can progress moving forward. I, I don't think the goal of any game uh, is really perfection. It's more growth. And I think this game um, was, we were able to come out with a victory um, because of s certain things that we've um, gone through in, in the past weeks. So absolutely right. It's exactly the way I see it. Um, and somebody give that guy a gold star. That's a great question. Um, there was the touchdown to Mike Gusecki, Um because that was the first time we've ever hit that route on that concept. And uh, you rarely ever see it. And it's something that um, was number four in the progression that he progressed through very quickly. Um, there was uh, the, the first long throw on third down um, to Tyreek, you know, where he knows that we're going to be hot, they're in zero, um, and he buys as much time as he can in the pocket and then throws um, a ball that's not easy to throw to a really fast guy. Um, and I, that one stood out. Um, he had a lot of plays that I was very, very happy with. Um, that was a game that we all know he's capable of, um, but it was as um, he was relentless during the game with worrying about the right stuff.
I didn't see him press and make forced decisions. He took what was there um, and uh, protected the ball while being aggressive. Well, it's a that's a big um, collection of individuals. You talk about protection and being locked into the the Detroit Lions have a very good um, third down rush package that can get your quarterbacks hit. So we had a good plan there, um, starting with the the coaching staff and then leading to the players. Then um, you know the the receivers and and quarterback um, coaches. Um, Coach Bevel, uh, Wes Welker, you know, um, Chandler Henley, they all did a great job um, at preparing the guys, and then the players took it upon themselves to make sure to um, meet uh, extra on for the third down because they had been happy with the results, so they started, instead of complaining about it, they did something about it. So you're talking about a lot of people um, committing to a very important phase of the game, and then uh, so it was cool to see some some positive results um, from that hard work. Well, Big Seth, good luck choosing from that press conference because there was some gold in them hills. That's next here. Dolphins post game is driven by Gunther Volkswagen. You've got to get to Gunther Volkswagen to get behind the wheel of a new Volkswagen SUV in Fort Lauderdale, Coconut Creek, and Delray Beach. For car buying done your way, you've got to get to Gunther Volkswagen. Again, the final score from Detroit, Dolphins 31, Lions 27. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins fifth quarter overtime show brought to you by the Palm Beaches. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Give your actions more traction in the all-new Kia Sportage X-Pro with multi-terrain all-wheel drive. With the right tools, anything is possible. Big Seth, we close there with head coach Mike McDaniel talking to the media after the game. And like I said on the other side, I don't know what you're going to pick here because there's plenty of options to get to, but I'll go ahead and let you do your thing here, Big Doug. Yeah, definitely a lot, as there typically is, especially after a win. Um, I love that he twice kind of went back to the Baltimore game. 
and talked about how sometimes when the other team starts strong and adverse things are happening, that the other side of the ball can start to press. He felt that in Baltimore and that, you know, they had to come back from a lot. He said he never felt them pressing and that he's starting to see his team is growing. They're starting to have faith in each other which is in line with what he's asked for. We want to play our best football at the end of the season, so he's seeing that growth from his team. thought that was great. Uh, I loved, you know, and this, this really, I think, probably just touched Travis in the heart here, Juice, <laughs> in terms of coaches' management style when it comes to dealing with somebody who didn't do something the right way. They asked him what he said to Braylon Sanders after the fumble. He said, sometimes the best thing you can say is to say nothing at all. He's like, he knows what he's supposed to do. The last thing he wanted to do was fumble there. I think by not saying anything, it told him that we've got confidence in him. We're going to have to come back to him later. So the best thing he could do is say nothing at all. I thought that was really cool. Um, you know, he talked about a full commitment from everybody. You know, we're raving here, uh, understandably so. You know, these guys are saying they're, they're doing something nobody in the league has ever done at this point through eight games. But we talk a lot about Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. But he said that, look, everybody on offense knows that these guys have an opportunity to score every time they touch the ball. So you're getting a full commitment from all players because they want to share in that success. That the entire offense loves to see those guys put up these ridiculous numbers. And so, you know, everybody's involved in in their success and I don't think that's him just saying that we know it's the ultimate team game juice you know as, as well as anybody that if all 11 players are playing well that allows you to be the best that you can be and we're seeing those results the penalties we talked about it here earlier in the show had some concerns we saw coach being pretty fired up at you know I don't know the fifth sixth offsides penalty and he said certain things are controllable and he said, we came into this game mindful of our pre-snap alignment. We know that people are looking at us for our pre-snap alignment. So that's something, Juice, you had asked about it. That's something that we're seeing, uh, you know, that they're seeing there uh, on film. They know other people. They know people are talking about them and how they're lining up. And he said that we talked about it, we prepared for it, we were mindful of it, and we didn't get it done. I have a feeling he's not going to be very happy about that one. So that's something they're going to hear about from Coach. I said I mentioned earlier that both Tua and Tyreek had an issue with the fact or, or took ownership of the operation, and so did the head coach. So if your quarterback, your star receiver, and your head coach are all uh, you know they're all taking responsibility there, I think you're right. I think you guys are right there that it's going to get corrected. I hope it will. Uh, okay, got, thought I lost you there for a second. Um, Talked about, you know, golly, there's just so much stuff here, Travis. As he said, he, you know, he did talk about, I don't think we win this game if you don't go through stuff. And going back to my point earlier about Tua saying that Mike did a good job of moving the spot around to make it difficult for their defensive line, we find out why. Because even though the Lions' defense has been struggling all year long, Coach said, no, they've got a good third down rush package there. Yep. You can get your quarterback hit if you're not mindful of that. And – what did he do? He moved the he moved the spot around. Tua only gets sacked twice. Did not have a whole lot of pressure. Right. Kudos to the offensive line, but also kudos to the offensive team, uh, coaching staff for the strategy there. Yeah, that pass protection all game long was was really exceptional from from the entire Dolphins offensive right. line. You mentioned he mentioned Liam Eikenberg. He thought was playing well. You know, I had said that last week against the Steelers. I thought was his best game of his career at that point. And I, I'll have to look at the tape of this one to see how he was playing this one. But if if Mike thought he was playing well, then I'm inclined to agree with him there. We all know what Teron Armstead can do for the pass protection. You know, big Rob Hunt. I, I've been a big fan of Brandon Shell and obviously Connor Williams too. So you know that was something going back to the preseason. I kind of mentioned Juice was how they 
were able to slide pocket. Like to me, there was three things they were doing to get this offensive line playing better. Number one, the quarterback was getting the ball out fast. Number two, they were executing better because they have better players. I think with Teron and Connor. But number three was the changing of the launch points of the quarterback, moving him right. around. That play action where he kind of resets the pocket, and you know that jet motion takes the defense in the wrong direction, right? They have to take a step to the to the wide side to widen out, and then by the time they look back at the quarterback, he's booting the other way. Like, it's a lot of stuff for them to think about, right? Like, they're they're processing all this different eye candy, and here's a guard pulling, here's a tackle that's a fake pulling, and the, the fullback is wheeling out. And account, like, there's just so much to look at for this offense. Yeah, man, it's it's amazing. It really is. And things that most, most of the time, especially when I play, you, you don't think about things like that. You know, you drop back quarterback, he's sitting in one spot most of the time. You know, within a two, three yard radius. So now you've got guys on defense, and I love, I love the fact that they got guys thinking about a lot of different things. I wonder how much self scouting the Dolphins doing. I'm sure they do a lot of it. Whereas Josh Boyer would look at our offense and see, you know, how he would react to these things, and we look at our defense, and and Mike McDaniel will look at our and see what we would, how we he'd attack our defense, you know, and that helps us a lot. But for us, there's so much movement, and you know, and that contributed to some penalties today. So much movement and motions and shifts that as a defense, you better be on your A game. But as an offense, you got to be on your A game too in terms of your discipline and all those different situations. Honestly, he's doing a lot of these things, as you can tell, to protect our QB1. So if you get our QB1 in different spots, in different places protecting, get him on the run, get him outside, you know, move his, move his pocket just a little bit. Um, it it, it it helps him. It protects him. And it also, you know, doesn't give a defense a chance to tee off on, yeah. on our quarterback. And it's 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 amazing the mind games and the, the strategy that goes into being a head man but also a, an offensive guy that has that, you know, the wherewithal to think about things like that. Because a lot of times, you know, people are pretty much stuck on what they do. You know, they're, they're, it's hard to change your, your mentality. But week in, week out, Travis and Big Seth, you have to change according to the team you're playing against. I tell people all the time, they're like, oh, well, you know, playbooks. Look, we learn 20 to 30 plays, new plays, every single week, depending on the opponent. So at the same time, you have to do the same thing as a coach in order to, to play against a team that plays a certain type of defense as you said, teeing off with somebody. I mean – their number one pick. What's his name? Hudson. Yeah. Yep. I didn't hear his name a lot today at all. Nope. You know what I mean? So I know he's going against Teron. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I get he's going against our our number one dog on the line, but at the same time, though, you also don't give him those opportunities to tee off, and they did a great job of that today. Yeah, they had a guy last week that came up. Uh, he was a rookie that had been injured all year long, John Pascal, and he had a big week last week. I didn't hear his name at all today. Charles Harris was out. We know who he is, obviously, but it's a good defensive line, like yeah. Coach mentioned, like Seth had talked about there. And, Big Seth, you, uh, you, you took a lot of the stuff out of there that I thought was really good, but there was one thing that I thought was – Really a, a big takeaway for me at the end of that press conference when somebody asked him about what did Tua do that really impressed you. And, you know, he kind of went through his recall of the, the Gasicki throw. It was the first time we threw that route to Gasicki uh, on that particular progression. He was the number four in the progression. I mean, that's awesome. The first time you're hitting something is in a game when you never even got there in practice. Yeah. He talked about the long throw to Tyreek Hill. You know, they're they're hot. They're in zero coverage. He buys as much time as he can to just get that ball out there. And, you know, I'm sure we'll see it on Twitter tomorrow that it was underthrown, but I don't really care because that Dude, narrative he, he is He had pressure in his face. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, he's. It, yeah, you gotta give your guy yeah, a chance. Yeah, he got it up there and gave him a chance. Thirteen. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I'm just, I'm basically stoking the flame from an argument that I, I know I'm you gonna know see, but, you know yeah, but yeah, I just, I don't care about it anymore. But the ultimate takeaway that I have here, guys, is you know. After hearing from him on that, two is in his third year right now. Obviously, one more year left on his rookie deal than the fifth-year option potential. But gosh, it sounds like Mike has found his quarterback. Like I, yeah. Hearing the way he talks about this guy and the way he's pumped him up all offseason, the way he's played so far through eight games, I just feel like you got to keep these two together for yeah, a long time. And that's the key to success in this league, bro. Yep, exactly. Head man, head, and QB1. If you can, and I tell you what. This is just year one of this situation, this relationship. Eight games. You know, this is year one, halfway through it, you know, and I think that we've, yeah, 1,000% we've got what we want. And imagine another offseason, another, you know, film evaluation into the season. We're, we're, I mean, I'm only halfway through, but just think how much better we can get with a young coach, young quarterback, everything. And one thing I want to go back to that, that whole point about finding Mike as the fourth guy in that progression Kudos to Mike for knowing he's the fourth guy and still running the hell out of that oh, route. Yeah. A lot That's of a guys point. know they have no chance of getting the ball. <laughs> right. They haven't gotten it all week long, <laughs> and they're probably not going to get it in the game. But to keep running that thing and then have the wherewithal, the, the protection, all the stuff that you have to have to get to that point, that progression, and you're alive because you ran the hell out of that route. That's huge, man. The guys don't quit on plays, and that's that's important, man. That you know, and you talk about it, man. You, I think sometimes in practice you have to practice the fact that one, two, three, they're not there. Like you still got to keep four involved. Didn't happen for us, but Mike was still involved, and two have found him, man. And the fact that he was able to get the four was super impressive. That's four touchdowns down in the year for Mike Gesicki, and all very big touchdowns from the big tight end. So his number is probably not where he wants him to be from a catch and yard standpoint, but man, he's producing some big time scores down there in the red zone. Dolphins post game is driven by Gunther Volkswagen. For car buying done your way, you've got to get to Gunther Volkswagen. Again, the final score from Detroit, Dolphins 31, Lions 27. You're listening to the fifth quarter overtime show brought to you by the Palm Beaches. You're listening to Dolphins football on the Miami Dolphins radio network. Joe Rose and Zach France in the mornings. Hawk and Crowder in the afternoon. Nobody covers Dolphins like AM560 Sports WQAM. Guess what, Dolphins Nation? When you sign up for Club Publix, you get perks, a birthday treat, and BOGO notifications. Just visit Pub... Publix. Publix Publix.com. Terms and conditions apply. I should have signed up for that. My birthday was on Friday. Uh, Get my my Publix. Birthday trial. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Going to Publix with my Dolphins gear like Juice is going to do this week. All happy on a Monday. Grocery shopping is always more fun after a Dolphins win. You can actually show your face around there. Let's go ahead and get to our Lexus drive of the game brought to you by the stylish and versatile Lexus RX. It's built for the modern family. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. The Dolphins took their first lead of this game and the only lead change in the game on this pass from Tua Tunga-Vailoa to Mike Gesicki. Waddle comes into the backfield with Mostert and Tua out of the shotgun. Back to throw now. Looking. Throws it. it. Touchdown, Miami, Mike Kosicki. And the Dolphins have their first lead in this football game. An 11-yard touchdown, Kosicki's fourth of the year. Wow, another great call. What a comeback, Jimmy, if we can say this while we're waiting to find out who it is. What a nice drive. Gritty. He thought about the gritty, but yeah. he didn't do the he gritty. He didn't do the gritty. Uh, me and Seth did the waddle, which probably should get retired from, from us forever. After <laughs> Never. <the game>. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But two that, handsome white guys doing the that, waddle. Oh, that's handsome. Cool. That's too kind of you, Juice. Cool, too kind. Man. That drive traveled 67 <laughs> yards on nine plays <laughs> and put Miami in a 21-27 advantage. And, guys, at that point, the offense was just rolling. I mean, it felt like every time they had the ball, they were going to score it there, Juice. Yeah, yeah it, it was really good, man. I think the best thing about that, you know, First half obviously didn't go the way we wanted. You go into the half down, uh, 
what, 10 points at that point. But the offense came out in the drive before that and, you know, scored a touchdown. Then the defense goes five plays minus two yards. But then this this was the drive right here, the one that put everything on ice for us as the defense finally were getting their feet up underneath them. And the best thing about that drive before that, you know, you got so many people involved. You got Waddle involved. You know, you got uh, Sanders involved. You, you know, you've got Tua with his run. Oh, my goodness. With his long run. You know what I mean? And that, and that drive, that drive was so pretty. Mostert with a nice little run right there. You know, again, we find Tariq Hill on a, on a pass play. You know, and I think Mostert as well up the middle for a big run and then finding Gasicki for the touchdown. That drive was perfect where you got the, the ball distribution, perfect time when you got a, a quarterback that's making the right reads, you know, putting his, you know, putting the ball, tucking the ball away and running at the same time. And then finding him, man, finding, finding you know, Mike Gasicki in the end zone for that touchdown. Great throw, great catch. And the thing about we talked about this whole situation is he got to Mike in that situation. Mike's never seen this ball and on this play, and you know the fact that Mike was ready when the ball came his way, it was, it was absolutely perfect, man. So, and the fact that he didn't do the gritty, he's <laughs> Ben, talk it. about self scouting. He's going to do. It. He's going. He did. Uh, sim- he did something, but it wasn't. He thought right. about it, Juice. Correct. I think he was. He, he really, wanted to. He and wanted to. And he stayed away from it. And uh, he's going to keep it in house, right? He's going to keep it. Okay, bet. Hey, we are Penn State, man, no matter what. Man. <laughs> so, hey, man, great drive, man, and big-time drive. And actually, when you go out there as an offense, you score these two touchdowns when the defense had a rough first half. Yep. They get that stop in between those two drives. Then the defense goes out there and they deal what they did and shut them out the rest of the half. Yeah. So that was this was a big time drive. I think there's no better self scouting than Mike Kosicki putting the gritty on the shelf for a while. <laughs> I, I did get a kick out of the one in Minnesota, against Minnesota when he ran across the entire end zone and all the way to the sideline. Like the commitment to it was my favorite part. <laughs> uh, but you know, Seth, speaking of this drive and to his big scramble, you know, back to the press conference, how great was his self-deprecating comments on his own ball carrying, where he basically said, you know, anybody else carrying that football is probably a touchdown, but my my lumbering <laughs> butt or whatever he said, I don't know. Yeah. Like, Again, I think that shows the comfortability, and it's fun to see guys having fun after a victory, and certainly fun to see Tua having fun because we know what the first few years of his career were like there. But no, that was that was a that was a great moment. But I also like what he said about Ingold in that block. I can't wait for you. You know, we always talk about the all twenty-two. Yep. Can you put a, a, a special magnifying glass on on the play of Engel? You know, we didn't talk a lot about him and, you know, a lot of stuff that won't show up here in the box score, hasn't shown up in the box score. But I think you're going to find there were some great plays. It was one of the other big throws where he kind of doubled back to get, to buy Tua just a little extra time with a pass rush, and there were some moments there. And you also don't run for over 100 yards if you have a fullback, if he's not out there knocking some heads around as well. Yeah. So I, I think just another great addition – the guys in that that mushroom department, man, you know, where he's not going to get a whole lot of great looks. Although we did get, I think, his first <laughs> rushing touchdown. Just you just got it. Don't worry. Stay with me, Travis. It'll all make sense at some point. But you know, he, <laughs> I think his first rushing touchdown of his career was yeah. it. That's what I heard somebody say. I cannot verify right that, but I'm going with it and just putting myself out. They there. don't ever get a chance, do they, man? That's a great. That's a great opportunity and a great play call for him right there. You know, we've seen it with the tight ends. 
You know, we've seen a different – that that same play, we've seen different people do it, man, and that's a great job. And Travis was buying it. He's like, oh, some Sherfield's over there. He's yelling at the sidelines. He's like, and it was all <laughs> – Yeah, they got me. All he, yeah, they mirrors. got Travis the whole All smoke and mirrors, yes. It, it was his first rushing <laughs> touchdown. He did have a receiving touchdown, one per year his first three years, but now he's into the end zone on the ground. Uh, the Miami <laughs> Dolphins are in the air. They're on the ground. They're everywhere. Tendency right? breakers, baby. <laughs> Tendency breakers is exactly right. So, no, you, you mentioned Ingold. I mean, t- going back to that kind of – you know, the discussion about all the additions we saw – this offseason the Dolphins were as busy as anybody you know I just think it's funny how much we heard about Chris Green needs to wake up he's sleeping too much and then they go out and they get Tyreek oh, Hill and Teron Armstead in that same week and it's not just those guys I mean you talk about like, right, we're all up on Tuesday right now it's, for trade deadline so you know I think I think we're, yeah. we're good unless we I mean honestly unless we get some knock on wood bad news this week from some from this game I think we stay pat, right? I could use a corner juice. I could use a corner. You want a corner? We'll get them then, Travis. Let's go get one now, then. You don't get something <laughs> without giving it Let's go get a corner then, Travis. <laughs> Keep that in mind. You don't get something without giving one it One of up. my favorite uh, prospects coming out a few years ago was William Jackson. They're, they're saying he's available. I can't, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, but that's a guy that I would keep my eye on. If I uh, if I wanted to make a move, he'd be the guy I'd go after. But, um, you know, Ingold, I, just, I, I talked about it on the podcast this week because he's one of those guys that – if you lose him, you don't have a replacement for him. And there's so much in this offense that kind of runs through what he can do. I mean, I talked about some of those fake counter moves where he kind of like runs in one side, Seth, for the run block, and then peels back out and goes and picks up that last line of pass protection for Tua. And then you talk about the downfield blocks. I mean, the Ravens game, we've, we've talked about that game a lot today. The one that he had down the field on, was it Waddle's big catch and run in that game where he was 30 yards downfield blowing guys over and <laughs> getting pancakes yep. 30, 35 yards downfield? Did it again today here in this one. So I think he's a, a absolutely integral part of this offense and just another tip of the cap to Chris Greer yeah. and the Dolphins front office for hey I'm gonna tell you this across the board man DBs don't want to see him either no they don't no. want to see look I, saw, <laughs> I was watching the, the 930 game today and DB took out a you know offensive lineman you can't take him down can't take him out low anymore like DBs is a sellout I'm gonna tell you bro it, yeah you don't want to see Ingle down the field either man he's gonna blow you up or get the hell out of the way one or two yeah man I, if you put a neck roll on that guy right because like, then you're gonna scare guys even more because that man I just th- that throwback style of play is, is something that not every team has, and we're one of the fortunate ones that does have it here uh, down in South Florida. So that was your Lexus drive of the game: nine plays, sixty-seven yards, and they find pay dirt. Brought to you by stylish and versatile Lexus RX. It's built for the modern family. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer, guys. We have two topics I want to cover here in the next segment. We'll do the around the around the league scoreboard first. Some interesting stuff out there. Which, by the way, I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, the Chargers are off this week, and so the Dolphins have played one more game than the Chargers, but it means Tua has played one less game than Justin Herbert, and he has the same number of touchdown passes as old Herbie over there. I'm keeping track of that scoreboard, so we'll we'll track that all year long for you guys as well. But two topics coming up here on the other side that we talked about that are maybe not the most comfortable things, but we have to address it here on the show. That's coming up next. Dolphins postgame driven by Gunther Mazda. For car buying done your way, you've got to get to Gunther Mazda. Again, the final score from Detroit, Dolphins 31, Lions 27. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Radio Network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Miami Dolphins football, live on the Miami Dolphins radio network. 
Dolphins recap tomorrow morning with Joe Rose and Zach Krantz. AM 560 Sports, WQAM. Dolphins fans, you can be here for live NFL action all season long as the official ticket marketplace of the NFL. Ticketmaster has a wide selection of tickets so you never miss a single play. Score tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash Dolphins. It is week number eight. It's that time again. Segment four and hour two. Cue up the music. Let's go ahead and get around the league for your NFL scores. And it began on Thursday night. It was a pretty fun game in Tampa Bay. The Ravens improved the 5-3 and three over the faltering Bucks, 3-5 and five for Brady and company, 27-22 in that game. This morning, over in London, mate, the Broncos took down the Jaguars, 21-17. What do you Come think, on. Seth? Get in there. Get in there, big dog. <laughs> 21-17 behind Russell Wilson and his Wolverine blood. They come back for that victory in London. The Panthers, did you guys, I reacted to this score, I think in segment two, I said, oh, you missed it, because the Panthers scored a touchdown, missed a PAT that would have won the game, and they wind up losing the game in overtime, 37-34, to the first place Atlanta Falcons. Had Carolina won that game the at what? three and the five. The who? The Atlanta Falcons. First, first place, place with what record? Place in their division at four and They're four. They're four and four, Juice, in first place. If the Panthers had won Running at away three and it. five, they would have been in first place in the division. So the NFC South struggle bus right now. The Cowboys 49-29 over our next week opponent in the Chicago Bears. They improved to 6-2 and two on the season. The Vikings get to 6-1 and one with a 34-26 win over Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. The Saints blank the Raiders. Did not see that one coming. The fighting Andy Daltons win that one 24-0 to get to 3-5. and five. You guys like these names? <laughs> the Patri- This is my favorite game of the day besides the Dolphins. The Patriots take out the Jets. And I just want to go ahead and read Zach Wilson's stat line for you guys here real quick. Zach Zach Wilson today goes 20 for 41. That's 48% completion. He throws two touchdowns and three picks and a 64.6 passer rating. I thought he was supposed to be good, man. I thought he Patriots. was good. There was so much fanfare about that for the Jets. Like, I saw one thing that they were going to light off fireworks one hour before kickoff so that fans would know to come in from the tailgate. Like, they, they built this thing up such a big game, and you lose to a, a mediocre football team, in my opinion. Is the time of the game not on their tickets? <laughs> I don't understand it. I do what not is get that? It. I don't get that. Like, get in the stadium, get there for the first play of the game. That's always been my approach, but what do I? Know? I'm a, I, I, in the Battle of Pennsylvania, I know Trevor's happy about this behind the glass. The Eagles, 7-0, 35-13 over the punchless Steelers in that game. Of course, the Dolphins win 31-27 over the Lions. Current games right now, Malik Willis is making his first start for the Titans. I don't know the stat. I don't know the the game at all, but the score doesn't look like it's going very well. Seven to three, they're up on the Texans, but just seven points of offense. That's early in the third quarter. The Commanders and the Carson Wentz revenge game, even though he's not playing against the Colts, are up seven to three at halftime. The Rams up on the Niners, fourteen to ten at half, and that's a big one for us as far as next year's draft pick. And then the Seahawks are up ten to seven over the. Was it 6-1 and one, Giants? 10-7. to seven. That one's late in the second quarter. Packers and Bills tonight. Bengals and Browns on Monday night. What do you guys think so far? Pretty fun week for us as far as Dolphins fans around the league. I mean, the Jets score is a big one for us. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Big Seth. You ready? No, no, no. I was just going to say, I went and looked up Malik Willis' stat line. He's 6-9 uh, of nine for 55 yards and an interception for a 43.5 QB rating and uh, three carries for nine yards. So they are uh, they're, they're holding Derek on Henry. to a lead right now, but, um, you know, Derrick Henry, 15 carries for 124 Jeez, yards 8. and a touchdown. Yeah, but you know what, though? When you got a rookie quarterback in there, a young quarterback in there, it's what you have to do no matter what. You got Everybody else has to pick up the slack, man, and I think that that's, that's what happens. They're going to be very, very cautious with the, what they do with yeah. a young quarterback, you know, so it's, it's like – I agree. I just want to say, and different systems, different opponents, different situations, different games. But when I look at stuff like this, 
just think about what a fine Skylar Thompson was in the seventh round. For sure. Absolutely. I, I just want to leave that there. No, because, and, and this was a quarterback, Malik Willis. I think I was texting you guys about him during the draft process. Pretty high like, on This guy can play. Can and play. this is no indictment on what the rest of his you know, career will be. It's a guy that everyone and anyone that, that followed the draft knew he was a, a project type of quarterback just because he hasn't played in many NFL concepts. And he's got from amazing Liberty, right? athletic ability. Say that again. Came from Liberty? Liberty, yeah. yeah he's, you know. He was an Auburn transfer to Liberty. I know some Liberty but, uh, kids. But, uh, man, he's, he's got some of yeah. the most physical talent you can see out there at the position. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. Um, but guys, we have about five minutes left here. I want to go ahead and pivot back to the Miami Dolphins here because there were ah, two topics why? that we wanted to discuss no, uh, here late in hour number two. Uh, was number one. I don't know if you saw this, but Eric Rowe tweeted out after he was inactive, I'm just as shocked too, was his tweet. Wow. That's uh, not something you typically see on a team that's kind of feeling themselves right now, winning some football yeah. games. So, Juice, I'm going to go to you first for that. Like A guy that we thought was going to be the primary replacement for Brandon Jones, he's not. He's inactive for the game, and he – goes to Twitter about it. What do you think? Yeah, about that? that's uh, it's I think it's more shocking. I mean, inactive was shocking. The fact that he went to Twitter uh, is yeah. even more shocking yeah. to me. You know, I think the fact that you got a veteran, you got a, a consummate pro in Eric Rowe, um that's right. that puts the goes out there. I mean the fact that hell, put your phone down in the first place. Yeah. You know, we'll talk about it afterwards, man. But I, it's it, I, I don't I I don't get it. I don't understand. But what else what else is going on that we don't know, Travis? A lot of times, you know, we only hear and we only see what, you know, what we're privy to see. Was there something else that happened this week? Was there somebody else that had a better week? Or was there something that Eric did this week? Or I don't know, man. The fact that he's shocked, um, I, I, don't, I don't even know where that could even come from. We would obviously think that with Brandon Jones being out, that Eric Rowe would be the starter for the rest of the season. Yeah. Yeah, I know they said on television that it had, you know, special teams played a factor in the decision making. Um, again, you know, it's a veteran guy. Uh, I think I'm with you, though. I think it was surprising to see the tweet. Yeah. And I imagine that will be addressed internally. I'm very big on, you know, family business should remain family Fan business. business. Yeah. It is a different generation of, of football and football players. But I also think that uh, it's a small thing in the big picture of where this yep. team is trending. And I have to, you know, that's a quality in terms of his character. I think we've seen nothing but a high character guy there. Uh, you know, must mean a lot to him. He wanted to be out there. Maybe it was an emotional response. And I don't think that that's going to change the way he's going to approach. The, and, I, his, and I'll tell you this, our safety play is pretty good today. You know, it, it, it turned out being pretty good. So, I mean. Later in the game, yeah. Well, Early was early was rough. Yeah, early was rough. You, you, I mean, honestly, you know, you don't want our safety, you know, and Javon Holland have as many tackles as he had. Yeah, you know, you definitely that's not a, a that's not a recipe for success when it comes to a team. But you also, you know, you know, he's a guy that's going to make some of those plays. But once they figured it out, man, the, the, the secondary and the defense was stellar. I mean, look at this. I mean, you talk about the second half where they made the adjustments. Got a lot of young guys out there, man. It's going sometimes it's going to take a little bit of time, and you got to change up what you're doing. But hell. I mean, I looked out there in the second half and I saw a lot of zero. Yeah. Where we, you know, where you got young guys that maybe not know what they're doing. They you don't go to zero. You play coverage, you back up, you you know, just don't get beat deep. But we we played a lot of different coverages and a lot of different things that were, you know, that would be something that we'd have Brandon Jones or Eric Rowe in the game for. And that's you know, so I mean, I, I understand frustration. Everybody wants to go out there and contribute, but looks like we got some guys that some young guys or whoever 
that can go out there and make up for those absences. Yeah, it's a perfect prelude to the point that I wanted to make here because, number one, I'll check on this on the uh, – I'll, I'll look at it tomorrow. It'll be on the Tuesday Drive Time podcast where I do the snap counts and, and break down the whole game, you know, for like an aftermath episode. But I think the safety snaps were down pretty significantly in this game. Like There was a lot of snaps where we only saw Javon out there then a lot of cornerbacks. And to your point, the cover zero look, like that's in a situation where you have a lot of matchups, right? So you want right. to go get guys that can cover up man. And they play a lot of man in this game too, I thought. But uh, I think they went more corners. They, they pulled out Cater Kohu. We saw Noah Ignogany out there. Uh, Justin Bethel's in the field for a couple of those plays. I think, I, I don't recall exactly, but I think he was. Obviously, Xavier Howard and then more guys in the front, too. So I think that might have been part of it because last week against the Steelers, we saw Clayton Fedulum for a bunch of snaps. Yeah. We saw Elijah Campbell was out there. Verone McKinley, he was on the field today. That's what I keep forgetting about. Um, but I think they just played more corners over safeties, but it's a matchup thing. We'll talk to Josh Boyer this week and probably find out more about that. But it's it's interesting. There is another interesting uh, player dynamic we we'll want to talk about. But we're going to go to our last break here, and we'll pick it up here in the final segment, the uh, the decision at the receiver position on the back end of the roster. That's next here. Dolphins post game. It's driven by Gunther Volkswagen. For car buying done your way, you've got to get to Gunther Volkswagen. Again, the final score from Detroit, Dolphins 31, Lions 27. You're listening to the fifth quarter overtime show brought to you by the Palm Beaches. This is the official Miami Dolphins radio network where Dolphins fans live. Mornings, talking Crowder in the afternoon. Nobody covers Dolphins like AM560 Sports WQAM. Unbeatable fans like you deserve unbeatable mileage, so next time you fill up, choose Chevron with Techron, find a station near you on the Chevron app. We teased it at the end of the last segment. Just real quick, want to touch on it. We have five minutes left here, guys, before the end of the show, but we saw River Craycraft go Cougs, was down this week with a neck injury that we heard about on Saturday, and it wasn't Eric Azukama, Dolphins' fourth-round draft pick, who had a great preseason and a great camp that came up. It was a practice squad call-up in Braylon Sanders. We saw him get that first touch and fumble, came back with a catch later in the game as well, but Juice, just want to get your perspective on that uh just in general i suppose yeah you know it's it's, it's really it's it's interesting what's happening right there but you know what you we just never know we don't see practice enough yeah. and that's the thing that we all talk about we don't we don't see practice enough and i know eric's gonna be you know easy's gonna be he's gonna be great um but you know for Braden to get the opportunity today and i love the fact that with that opportunity he had a catch of course the fumble trying to get a lot of yards out but they went back to him again before he had you know so he had the two catches um but we, I just, you look at those situations, you wonder what's, what else is going on, you know. And I think Eric Ezekama is going to be a, a huge part of what we do moving forward. And right now, it might not be the time. Wes Walker, who I trust more than anybody as a wide right. receiver guru, and you know what I mean, as a, a an evaluator, and you know he knows what's going on. He might have made the call at the end of the day on that, and whatever it is, I trust what yeah. they're doing right there. So. Eric Ezekama is going to be get his opportunities, you know. So, but I do trust what our offensive minds, because I know they're great offensive minds and what they believe. And it's good that we got a guy like Braylon to come in and make a couple yeah. catches. Yeah, he fumbled, but he was trying to work, man. And then he got another big catch later, you know, in the in the game. Um, so I'm, I'm okay with it, man. So we'll see what else, you know. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of talk this week about it, but so far so good. Our wide receivers are are pretty phenomenal. The fact that we can go to a practice squad guy and get a couple big plays and then still have a draft pick in Eric as a comma that's going to make big plays in the future, 
we're okay, but we'll figure out you know the underlying things as much as they want to tell us about them moving forward. These are good problems to have, right? Absolutely. So whenever you have too many man. guys for a spot, oh, it's a good problem good to have. And we saw Sanders had a great training camp as well. So good on him for getting in the game, making a play on the podcast network, the Miami Dolphins podcast network. Drive time tonight, the recap show. We'll have the aftermath episode breaking down the all twenty-two, and I can't wait to do that on Tuesday. Deep dive Wednesday before preview Thursday, and then opponent perspective on Friday. Big Seth, what we got going on in the fish tank this week? Uh, well, I'm hopeful that we'll have uh, we'll have Mike Pouncey on the fish tank. It was his first appearance since four years ago when he showed up with his brother. Not only did he not have his brother, but he didn't have about 60 pounds on him he that he had the amazing, last time we saw like him. An NBA player, he really does. Uh, and, and you know, Mike just so smart, so much fun. Uh, you know, so open and introspective. Really great interview. Talked about the importance of losing the weight. Talked about the emotions of having to retire, but also retiring collectively with his brother and 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 maybe you know what what went through all of that process. Talked about his uh, was it a collection? Was it an obsession or an addiction to tattoos? Yeah. Talked about all those things. So yeah, Mike Pouncey, it was so good. A, a top fifty Miami Dolphin of all time. We'll be diving into the tank this week. His second appearance, right? Second, second appearance, appearance first, first one solo. by himself. Yeah. Second appearance on the tank, so you look forward to that. I know Channing Crowder had two, and he was phenomenal on the second time back. So we could have done five with Channing. <laughs> Good repeat episode In there. one sitting. We're going to go ahead and close the show, but first let's go ahead and pause 10 seconds so our stations can ID themselves. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Radio Network. WQAM Miami, WPOWHD2 Miami, WKISHD2 Boca Raton, home of the Miami Dolphins. Powered by Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Call 1 800 747 That's 1 Hey, Juice, you'll love this. I just got an email. The Dolphins players are off tomorrow. So a true victory. I knew Monday. it. I saw <laughs> I, I saw the reaction. <laughs> the, 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 the I saw the reaction. We'll see you Wednesday. We'll see it. you on Wednesday. Before we get out of here, guys, I want to go ahead and make this mention that today was the uh, heavenly birthday of Mr. Jason Jenkins. Would have been 48 years old. We miss him every single day. So I wanted to go ahead and put that on the air. Yes. Sir, we miss you. We love you more than anything. Miss you, boss, it's, we man. wish you Happy were here birthday, with us. Happy birthday, boss, birthday, man. Jason Jenkins. Antennas up, game on. Score your favorite games and shows for free. Visit the freetvproject.org to learn all about the free programming waiting for you, including Dolphins games. That's freetvproject.org. Thanks to Kim Bocamper, Joe Rose, and the voice of the Miami Dolphins, Jimmy Cephalo. Our executive producer and booth producer today was Alejandro Solana. Our studio producers, Robert Grieper, Trevor Harris, and Matt Wilson. Our radio booth engineer was Stephen J. Gray for OJ McDuffie, Seth. Levitt, DJ Preach. I am Travis Wingfield. The final score of today's game, Dolphins 31, Lions 27. Next week, Miami heads to Chicago. I believe it's Central Time. For a matchup <laughs> with the Bears at Soldier Field, Kevin Rogers continues reacting to the day's, today's game next on the local Miami Dolphins postgame show live on AM 560 Sports WQAM. We'll speak to you next Sunday night after Dolphins Bears. This has been the Miami Dolphins postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network brought to you by the Palm Beaches. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.